Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Football Stooges. Sorry that we've been gone so long, but thank you for your patience. Uh, we've had a crazy holiday season and a rough start to the new year for one of the three of us. Um, so we got three weeks of football, week 16, 17, 18 to cover, as well as predicting the wild card weekend and overall just the playoffs. There's a lot to talk about, a lot to get into, and to top it all off, we only got two out of the three Stooges here. Um, <laughs> Mal uh, Mamba decided to go on a uh, holiday cruise and just got sick of the dog, so he's out. So it's just me and the Resident Eagles fan, Mastodon, yep. coming in. I'm not drinking right. I'm not drinking right now. I'm hungover. I'll be later. Uh. <laughs> I've been on a drinking binge this week <laughs> because of the uh, Eagles and what you're worried about, or uh, just in general. <laughs> had to go back to work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Texas Drive, going from North Carolina to Texas and back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's All hop right. right into it. We got week 16, 17, 18 to cover. Um, we a <laughs> lot to get to, and we're going to be taking a look at all of the games played, but again, kind of skimming over 16 and 17 a little bit more, not going a super in-depth. 18 will go super in-depth with the stats and everything. It's a little more pertinent to the time, but we'll definitely go over the main things with each game um, and then proceed from there. Without further ado, let's get started on the Thursday night game of Week 16, Jacksonville 19, New York Jets 3 in MetLife Stadium. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked great, 229 yards, uh, 20 for 31. No interceptions, one sack, as opposed to Zach Wilson, 9 for 18, 92 yards, one interception. Um, again, Trevor Lawrence looking like he's starting to mature. Definitely not at that elite level, but getting there. I would say, like, kind of where Justin Herbert was maybe a season or two ago where people were like kind of teetering on that. And with more performances like this, it won't be long. I'll say he actually has a coach that knows what he's doing. That's a big thing. <laughs> no Urban Meyer. <laughs> and also Zach Wilson is bad. And with Mike Whitehurt, just Jets be on the free fall and Bryce Brees Hall, you said earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall being out really limited this team to a one dimension. And that one dimension is probably where they need the most help in a quarterback, but who knows? Lamar Jackson might be going there this off season. <laughs> Everyone's saying that for some reason. I keep seeing Instagram pictures of like, Oh, Lamar's going to the jets. I'm like, what makes you say that? What, why? Yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah. Um, not a big game from anybody else. Ground rushing wasn't that great for Etienne um, or Stevler. Uh, Evan Ingram had 113 yards as a tight end. You don't see 100-yard games from tight ends except Travis Kelsey and George Kittle every now and then. So that's a great performance from him. Yeah. Definitely a great pickup by the Jags. Um, but yeah, I mean, all around a very great performance from Lawrence, and he was able to really get it done when needed. So hats off to them and a and a dominating win again, 19 to three against the Jets in the Jets' house. All right, um, Bills Bears. Uh, this one was actually close for a while until the Bills started to pull away in the second half. Um, the Bears were up ten to six in the half at the half, but eventually the Bills pulled away, winning the game thirty-five to thirteen. Um, the Bears again not looking good this season. We'll get into their other games as we go on, but again, a diamond in the rough is from Justin Fields. He had one hundred nineteen yards of passing, one touchdowns, and two sacks. Also ran for eleven yards and seven carries. Um, he's looking like a, a a prime Michael Vick. I don't say that with any, like, but without this, besides that, like, he's just looking like a prime Michael Vick. I don't really see any differences. Athleticism, ball, control, accuracy with the pass, pass on the run. I mean, it's impressive. Just give him an offensive line. Don't let him get hurt. 
Yeah, that's a big. You don't want you don't want an Andrew Luck situation. You don't want an Andrew Luck situation. On the other side of the ball, this was probably the biggest surprise. Oh, whoops, sorry. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was about to say, I'm just surprised that uh, Bills actually had someone go over 100 yards rushing that's not Josh Allen. Yeah, they nearly had two people. Devin Singletary rushed for 106 yards on 12 carries, and James Cook 99 yards on 11 carries. Again, the Bears' defense is about as useful as a bull with a hole in it. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen also passed for 172 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and one sack. Again, his interception numbers have been climbing late in the year. Do you think Bills fans should be worried? about this at all maybe but i think it's also the injury he had earlier in the season yeah i mean that could be affecting his accuracy um possibly it could be uh, you know lingering with him but i don't know it's definitely not something good to see your quarterback's interception numbers climb toward the end of the year that's not something you want to see not in the slightest um, but I mean, the Bills are still pretty strong on paper. Uh, the run game's weak, but that's just been the Bills for the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, again, Bills 35, Chicago Bears 13. Bills get the win in Soldier Field on a cold, windy day. Um, also, the Bears are also getting approved for, at least semi-approved for a new stadium that is going to keep them in Chicago, which is interesting rather Ooh. than moving out to Arlington, which would be interesting. It's a big stadium. Um, interesting to see if it actually happens. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans Saints, 17, Cleveland Browns, 10 in Cleveland. Andy Dalton beating up on his old arch nemesis, the Cleveland Browns from his Bengal days. He only went eight for 15 for 92 yards and uh, one interception. Deshaun Watson went 15 for 31, 135 yards and one interception. This was a ground and pound game. Alvin Kamar had 76 yards rushing. Taysom Hill at 56. David Johnson at 16 for the... Cleveland Browns, Nick Chubb at 92 yards rushing. Sean Watson had 24, and Kareem Hunt had 8. Um, this game was boring. This was one of the most boring mm-hmm. games I've watched in a while, even though if it was only a 7-point game. It just sucked. I, I was yeah. listening to it while, while I was driving on NFL Red Zone. Yeah, it was bad. It was hilarious to see Watson suck, but it was Oh, for bad. sure. Especially as a Bengals fan. Hilarious. Um... Andy Dalton eight for fifteen. I'm not. I don't know the last time I've seen a quarterback complete less than like ten passes and and play the whole game. Like he started and played the whole game. Eight for fifteen. I, yeah, yeah. I think both this, this is the game. That, this is the game that took Cleveland out of the playoffs too. Yeah, which I mean, I don't understand. Both these teams have major issues. They should be good. Like, on paper, they should be good. You have the Browns, who have a um, one of the best two-back rotations in the game. They have a pretty good defense that's headed by Miles Garrett. Um, not to mention also, like, um, oh, they have, is it, they have a cornerback that's really good. I can't remember his name. I think it's, like, Ward, uh, I think. I can't, I can't remember either. Yeah, I can't, um, it's, he's probably listed in the stats right here. Denzel Ward, yes. Denzel no, Ward. Right. Yeah, Denzel Ward. So uh, they have a good defense. They have some really good key players. Especially like Miles Garrett is still a dangerous pass rusher. And yeah. then the Saints, on the other hand, they have like Marcus Davenport in the defense. They have um, Marshawn Lattimore. 
They have uh, Tyrone Matthew, not mentioned on the offense. They have Alvin Kamara plus Taysom Hill has been really great this year. Andy Dalton. Um, they have a couple. I think they have one of the rookies out of Ohio State. Um, like they have a lot of good players, but both these teams this whole season have just sucked. Just Coaching. sucked. I mean, maybe. Mm. Could be. Also, like the Saints, like I still don't think the Saints have found their quarterback. Like Dalton is was a mid level quarterback his whole career. I think he still is. He's good. He's not like Garoppolo. He's you're not he's not losing you games, but he's not winning you games. He's just there. Yeah. And I don't think I think Winston is one of those quarterbacks who's the opposite. He'll win you games, but also he will lose you games. So I think they need to find a solid quarterback, which they haven't really found yet. Yeah. I guess it's the first pick is Eagles. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they trade up and try to find a quarterback. I don't know. There's a decent amount in this mm-hmm. upcoming draft, but yep, yeah, um, really boring game. Saints win seventeen to ten in Cleveland. Alrighty, um, moving next. Seahawks Chiefs. Um, Chiefs win decently big, twenty four to ten at home. Um, Patrick Mahomes again, kind of trying to solidify that MVP caliber status with a 224 yard game on 16 for 28 with two touchdowns and no interceptions. Geno Smith went 25 for 40. I've never seen Geno Smith attempt 40 passes, but here we are. Um, mm. 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception, two sacks. Not to mention Kenneth Walker the third also ran for 107 yards. Um, I'm telling you, if this Seahawks defense would be have any semblance of a professional defense. They would be pretty good, but I mean, their 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 secondary is spotty at times. They have Kobe, yeah, they have Kobe Bryant. Not to be confused with Kobe Bryant, who's been really great, and Tariq Woolen. And Woolen, yep, Woolen, who both been good, as well as Quandre Diggs. But then, like their front four plus linebackers, you know, that like the box, if you will, of the defense yeah. is shit. It's so shit. They can't stop the run. They can't tackle in space. They can't cover the center flat in the middle of the field in that cover two style, if you will. They can't do anything there. So it's just their secondary trying to manage all these holes that this, you know, the box defense lets up. And if you're going to try to manage a defense that has some sort of weakness, Patrick Mahomes is going to exploit it to the maximum degree. Oh, yeah. And Chiefs offense just better and able to exploit the defense of what defense they have. And this is the thing, though. This is like the Chiefs rebuilding year. Apparently, mm. you know, they lost. They lost um, Tyreek Hill, their best offensive weapon. And now they also lost some linemen, not to mention a running back. Now they're doing with Pacheo to start. And they picked up Juju Smith-Schuster, who they is kind of a washed up old Steelers receiver. And they're like first in the AFC. I mean, their line's not, it's not like the offensive line's bad. Like Andy Reid knows how to get offensive linemen and just his offense in general right. just knows how to. It's just a matter of sometimes the Chiefs defense can be spotty. Yeah, very like, spotty. It's it just how can you stop Patrick Mahomes kind of just keep the ball? Yeah. Uh, Definitely. What else can you do? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what else can you do? Seahawks couldn't do much. Again, Chiefs getting the win 24-10 to 10 at Arrowhead. All right. Um, Giants-Vikings. 
Oh boy, this was um, the Vikings wore their whiteout uniforms, which was interesting to see. They hadn't been teased all year. It was kind of a drop of the hat kind of thing. There was a whiteout in US Bank Arena in Minneapolis. It turned out to be great for them. They ended up winning 27 to 24 on a game winning field goal um, against the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones played really well 30 for 42, 334 yards, one touchdown, one reception, three sacks. Kirk Cousins, 299 yards, 34 for 48, and three touchdowns and four sacks. Running game wasn't really great for either team, but again, passing tended to be the highlight of this game. And this kind of proves with these two teams, which we'll get into later, meeting in the wild card game, this could be a great game to watch. This could be a great game to see. Um, I believe this is one of the Sunday games, so we'll see this tomorrow. It is. So, yeah. Uh, Vikings pulling it out of their ass again. (laughs) They have 12 comeback wins. In the when they were down in the fourth quarter this year, I I believe the Vikings still have a negative point difference after this entire yes, season. Yes, they have a negative. They have a negative three. Where do I see that? I want to see the point difference. That'll be in standings. 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 Uh, but I did see that they have a negative three point differential this whole year. Oh, uh, points for and then points against four twenty four, four twenty seven. Yeah, they have a negative three differential. Holy and that's because of, that's because of the Dallas game and a couple other games where they got blown out. But then they kept on Detroit, winning. who missed the playoffs, has a plus twenty six point differential. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the Vikings seem a lot of people thinking. I mean, we'll get more into this later. That they're pretenders going into the wild card game. Um, their defense is bad. Yeah, they have some good pass rush on that defense, but other than that, it's sketchy, sketchy at best. So they need to make some improvements and make some improvements quick. But yeah, Vikings get the win in a close one in a sold out whiteout stadium. Uh, go. Uh, you're on week. There we go. Stop going back. There we go. All right. Um. Bengals Patriots. This game was interesting. Bengals go away big at the beginning of the game. They are the only ones to score in the first half. Patriots are the only one to score in the second half, but the Bengals still get the win, twenty-two to eighteen. Joe Burrow forty for fifty-two for three hundred and seventy-five yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Mac Jones twenty-one for thirty-three, two forty, two touchdowns, four sacks. Um, not a good run game by either team. Both of them really shut down. But again, this was Burrow versus Mac. Matt, sorry, Mac. Jones um, and <laughs> Burrow showed why he is the better quarterback. Yeah. Uh, you were playing with your food in the beginning. The food almost fought back in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> we should have started. <laughs> we should have started grilling because uh, that. <laughs> he, 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 um, <laughs> I was listening to it. <laughs> but yeah, um, a great game again. Every time one of our receivers is um, not doing as well, another one steps up. T. Higgins is doing great, 128 yards here in the game, really covering for Jamar Chase, only at 79, who was probably the big focus point of the Patriots' defense. Um, but, yeah, a great game. Um, I definitely liked watching the first half. Didn't like watching the second half, but, hey, what are you going to do? Um, Bengals get the win, 22-18 to 18 in Foxborough. Um, a great way for the Bengals to continue their win streaks. Still haven't lost since the Panthers game, which is great. Mm. Don't know why it keeps bumping me up to week 17. All right. Uh, Lions, Panthers. 
this was a game Detroit could not afford to lose, and they lost it. Carolina Panthers at home at Bank of America Stadium, killing the Lions 37-23 to um, on the back of 165 yards from Dante Foreman and 125 yards from uh, Chuba Hubbard. Um, I have not seen like 120 plus yards from two running backs in the same game in a long time. And I love it. I love it. I don't know what Carolina is doing. Maybe it's the desperation, but they are running the ball like madmen and they're going crazy. I mean, Sam Darnold even had 250 yards on 15 for 22 with one touchdown. Like this Detroit Lions defense will show up some days and other days they just won't like, yeah, I don't know, man. This I don't know what was going on with this with this defense here, but like, how do you allow 320 yards of rushing and 250 yards of passing? That's over 500 yards in total. Yeah, that, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes is opposite Matt Rule. He actually ran the ball, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Lions couldn't do shit in the run game. Yeah, they yeah, had 15 yards was their highest runner, and that was Jared Goff. He threw for 355 yeah. yards with three touchdowns and two sacks. So not a game the Lions could lose, and they lost it big time on the back of their defense who didn't show up. So Carolina takes the win 37-23. Yeah. yeah, incredible run attack. Incredible run attack. Um, uh, Falcons-Ravens. Um, this was one of Desmond Riddler's first starts. Um, he went 22 for 33 for 218, which is a pretty good start for a rookie quarterback, but not enough as they fell to the Ravens 9 to 17 in uh, Baltimore. Uh, Tyler Huntley, who was still filling in for the injured Lamar Jackson, and as we might uh, talk about later, might also be playing tomorrow and the primetime game, which is looking like the most um, logical outcome right now. Uh, no one's confirmed that Lamar Jackson is out, but also some of the tweets he's been posting have not looked great. Um, the Ravens kind of won this game on the back of the run game. Gus Edwards had 99 yards, Jacob Alvin's had 59, and Huntley also ran for 26. Their highest passing yards was Mark Andrews, 45, or receiving yards, I should say. So um, low-scoring game between two teams, one of which limping into the playoffs, the other um, just limping in general. <laughs> um but, yeah, the Ravens without Lamar Jackson is like the Bulls without Michael Jordan. You might have one or two players that can still get it done, but, like, you don't have that star key player that does everything, and it shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there was just no offense. Yeah, I can't think of anything. Just uh... <laughs> Like, I would honestly take a Brady-less Buccaneers over a Lamar-less Ravens. I think they're similar. Oh, that's uh, not defensively. That Bucks defense is still. Oh good yeah, that is true. That is true. I'll say it. If I said it once, I'll say it again. Vita Vea is disgusting. <laughs> Vita Vea is man. a freak of nature. He's a scary man. Yeah. So Baltimore I Ravens. I can't. I can't think of anything else with this game except for like. Yeah, some of these that. games this week was bad. Yeah. There's been a lot of bad games this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ravens. Yeah. Again, Ravens get the win 17 to 9 against the Falcons at home. Um, a key win for them to continue their playoff push in week 16. Um, next up, Texans football. <laughs> Holy shit. Texans football. What the hell? <laughs> 
Houston. Oh, when I saw this happen. Oh, the Houston Texans getting one of their two wins on the season, beating the Tennessee Titans 19-14 to in Tennessee. Davis Mills, the key quarterback for them, 17 for 28 for 178, one touchdown, one pick against Malik Willis, who went 14 for 23, two interceptions and 99 yards. Derrick Henry even ran for 126 yards and 23 carries, but it was not enough. Um, Houston comes out with the win in a slug match, a game that just was two teams just desperately trying to win the game for multiple reasons. The Titans try to get in the playoffs, the Texans to try to, you know, have something to hang their hat on this season. And hey, this is a pretty good hook to hang your hat. Beating the current, well, at the time, current division leaders in their home stadium is a great way to really, you know, show that this team still has some key players that could do well. Titans suck. Yeah. They Derek, are frauds. Derrick Henry needs to get out. Um, <laughs> there are no receivers on that team, despite, I mean, even with Robert Woods, who's not been great. He needs to get out. Um, that was when Burks was also hurt. Yeah. Still. So, Henry's got to get out and get to a team that's going to make a further playoff push because, again, he can't play 22 positions. So, uh, <laughs> Texans slug it out, get a five-point win, 19-14. to 14. That was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Commanders, 49ers, uh, Brock Purdy continuing his um, – push for uh offensive rookie of the year which honestly at this point because of recency bias might happen I yeah mean, like he's the he's the last pick in the draft had an improbable route starter and is showing out and putting up great stats like 15 for 22 234 two touchdowns one pick three sacks that's pretty good that's yeah. pretty good like I mean, it's better than Taylor Heineke's 13 for 18, 166, two touchdowns, one pick, two sacks, or Carson Wentz, 12 for 16, 123, one touchdown. Um, like, I think because of recency bias, which is not always a bad thing, I think Brock Brady will get it, which I don't I don't think is, again, I don't think it's a bad thing because I don't really think of any other offensive rookies that have been that great. Like, Kenneth Walker's been good, but he's tailed off in the season. Brees Hall's hurt. Um even the Packers, two rookies, wide receivers. Christian Watson's been good in the latter half of the season, and then Dobbs has been good in the earlier half of the season. There's not been someone who's dominated his entire time, and Brock Purdy, the entire time he started and even filled in, has looked great. Yeah. It's kind of rough trying to see for offensive rookie of the year because of all the injuries and other stuff. But, but I, mean, I, can't, I, I can't think of anybody else besides Kenneth Walker the third, mm-hmm. And he has not looked great mm-hmm. at the end of the season. I, I kind of put this up to the coaching staff for San Fran, too, keeping everybody still playing. Like, they could have had a chance for a number one seed, too. And they're in the number two seed right now. Yeah. Not bad, so, I don't think. I mean, again, there's so many weapons for Tom Brady to utilize next season. Uh, 37 for San Francisco, 20 for Washington. San Francisco getting the win at Levi's. And Washington got, Washington got knocked out that game. Yeah. And <laughs> I like how – I like how um, someone asked him after the game, he's like, oh, did you know that if you didn't start Heineke, you guys would be eliminated if you lost? And he's like, we could be eliminated? And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. All right. Yeah, sit down, Mastin. It's okay. I know. I know. I know. This is waiting to pass. 
Philadelphia Eagles 34, Dallas Cowboys 40 in Dallas. Um, no Jalen Hurts out with a shoulder injury. Instead, Gardner Minshew 24 for 40, 355 yards, two touchdowns, but two sacks. Dak Prescott 27 for 35, 347, three touchdowns, one interception. Not a big run game from either team. The leaders in pass uh, receptions were Devontae Smith with 113, AJ Brown with 103, and then for Dallas 120 from CD Lamb. Um, this was definitely the Dallas Cowboys taking advantage of a quarterback that wasn't as mobile as uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, a lot of times, if that Eagles line is beat on a blitz, which you've got to bring a lot of people to beat that Eagles O-line, Jalen Hurts is able to scramble and make plays happen. Gardner Minshew is not that quick, not that fast. It doesn't also, also doesn't have the arm that Hurts has, and the Cowboys really able to take advantage of that. Micah Parsons especially, really creating havoc for Minshew in the pocket. Uh, this game, I'm not blaming Minshew on the interceptions. Quiz Watkins, you're going to the Raiders. You're getting banished just like Matt Collins. You should have fought for those two catches or interceptions that could have been knocked down, but he had someone straddle him, and he didn't even try to get the ball out of the way or anything like that. I, I don't blame Minshew on the interceptions on yeah. that one. And Both also these- Miles Sanders, fumble, and then there was another fumble. <sighs> Yeah, some key mistakes, which, I mean, hopefully the Eagles don't have continuing on because they are the number one seed. They have a bye. Mm. This is their second loss in the season. Again, a divisional loss, but still they're only their second loss. So the Eagles are definitely looking like they're trending down going into the playoffs, but the Cowboys are kind of trending up or flatlining as they go mm. into the playoffs. Well, not flatlining, but like staying average-ish. But I don't know. Both of these teams tend to not do great in the playoffs, except for sometimes the Eagles show up, but Dallas tends to choke the playoffs. So we'll see what happens this weekend with these two teams. Well, Eagles don't play until next weekend. Well, right. Sorry. In the playoffs <laughs> with these two teams. Yeah. Um, Woo! Right. The night game, <laughs> uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow, some way find a way to win and keep off the losing season for Mike Tomlin winning on a um, last-minute pass from Kenny Pickett to the end zone. Pickett, 29, 26 for 39 for 244, one touchdown, one pick, and Derek Carr in one of his apparently last few games as a Raider, 16 for 30 for 174, one touchdown, three picks, three sacks. Um, I don't know if we really want to talk about this. I mean, Mike Tomlin's getting under winning season. Whoop-de-doo. Um, I, don't, I don't know what else to expect. It's been an um, impressive winning season. Anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, that was, this is why yeah. this was the night game, was because yeah. of that. And like Franco Harris and, was supposed to have his uh, number retired in the Steelers. Yeah, and he passed away remember, right? before the game. Yeah. yeah. I just think Josh McDaniels does not need to be a head coach anymore. <laughs> yeah. Also, a lot of it falls on Derek Carr, um, unjustly, I believe. Uh, like, maybe some, but it's not like he... I don't know. There was it's a lot of I think Josh McDaniels was terrible because Derek Carr wasn't bad last year. They actually had a coach they could have kept for another year. Right. After all the stuff that happened, they brought he brought him to the playoffs. Let's get Josh McDaniels and they just suck. And with Devontae Adams, they got it's like, hmm. I just don't understand. Like the Raiders are going so hard into Tom Brady. They're wanting to get Tom Brady in the offseason. I'm like, I don't you don't have a defense. Mark Davis wants the money. He, he's he, he's trying to get money. That's why he can't fire McDaniel's because he has no money to fire him. 
Yeah, it's just Chandler Jones and not even Chandler Jones has been iffy this season. And then Max Crosby have been the only two defensive players that I can really name from the Raiders because they're the only ones that have really shown up and played that well. It's just been a rough season for them because they can't stop anybody on defense and then their offense just has so many miscommunications and errors. And I I don't see why Tom Brady would go there with an aging Darren Waller, an injured Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, who's now going to be 30 years old, and Josh Jacobs, who is, I don't know how old he's going to be, but again, running backs don't last much past well, 30. He's, he, didn't, he didn't sign his fifth year. Yeah, he they didn't sign his fifth year option though. He yeah, might I be don't, gone. I don't get this whole Raiders talk with Tom Brady. Like I don't. I don't think that'll fix it. I really don't think that'll fix it at all. They also don't have a good O line. Look at mm, Sam yeah. like if Brady goes to San Francisco, which I think will happen, look everything he's got there. He's got Trent Williams as an off- offensive lineman to lead that O line, which has been great for Brock Purdy, Gene, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance the whole season. He's got an inordinate amount of people to pass the ball to. Tom Brady loves yeah. little dump passes. You have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, okay. and George Kittle. Uh, That's yeah. fucking insane. Not talk about their defense, which is led by Bosa and um, Fred Warner. That has everything a Brady team needs. A great defense, yeah. a lot of options, and especially quick pass options in the little dump and slant routes. It has everything. It's just missing that puzzle piece, I think. It, and honestly, Brock Purdy might have been that piece. That's what it looks like right now. <laughs> we'll have to see because he is a rookie quarterback going into the playoffs. And that doesn't look – that doesn't usually go well um, for most yeah. teams. So, usually. But again, Pittsburgh, Sunday night game, getting the win by 3, 13 to 10. Um, and then these are the Christmas games plus the Monday night game. So Packers-Dolphins was the first. Packers get the win by 6 in that early Christmas game. Um, 26 to 20 in Miami. Um, excuse me. One of the games the Packers needed to win trying to get into the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers, 24 for 38, 238, one touchdown, one pick. Tua Tungavailoa, 16 for 25, 310, one touchdown, three picks. Um, run game was bad for both teams, only 36 yards for AJ Dillon and 45 for Heem Mosert. So this was a pass heavy game, which the Packers still managed to pull away, um, helping out with their defense, really shutting down. Um, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, when they could, they both went for over 100 yards, but shutting them down in the right moments helped the Packers really pull ahead uh, with Atua this season, which uh, Atua has looked bad this season with all the injuries and everything else going on. It's not been a great season for Tua Tagovailoa. Look, three concussions in like three months. How do you think that's going to affect someone? Yeah. I- <laughs> He's probably seeing three Jalen Waddles out there when he throws the football and just aiming for the middle one. Yeah. yeah. Not a lot really to talk about with this game. Just Packers just trying to do their magic bullshit. Yeah. They definitely got it with this game. I'm able to s- distribute the ball around. Again, Chris, this is another game. Christian Watson took another step, looking like a better and better option for Aaron Rodgers, which has been a great, great thing for them. Um yeah, no, I got not much to talk about. Packers get the win 26-20 on Christmas Day. Good Christmas present for Packers fans. Mm. Um, Broncos <laughs> ran. <laughs> I saw this score. Oh, I was at my brother's place. Let's rock. It is. Um, we're not going to talk about this game for long. Baker baked and Russell Wilson cooked. Baker baked a beautiful cake. Russell Wilson cooked a 
bowl of Cheerios with a hot dog and sour cream. Um, it's bad. Ross, Los Angeles Rams, 51. Denver Broncos, 14. Um, yeah, just by that score, you can tell it was not great. Baker passed for 230, two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 15 for 27, 214, three picks and one touchdown. Not only that, but this was the Nickelodeon game of the year. So oh, my they had God. Nickelodeon, they had Nickelodeon people covering it, right? So they had the a voice actor for Patrick Starr put on mocap for his face, and he was able to live call the game as Patrick. And there was a scene where Russell Wilson threw the football, got intercepted, and Patrick was just like, oh, that's an interception. He didn't want to do that. Who let him cook? And I'm like, you guess that is the end of Russell Wilson's career. Getting roasted. <laughs> Forget throwing a uh, pick in the t- in this end zone of a Super Bowl on the one-yard line. Getting roasted by Patrick Starr after throwing an interception on Christmas Day on Nickelodeon, your career's done. There's no coming back. And Hackett was finally fired after that game. Yes. He finally got fired. <laughs> Hackett got also, the while I was watching, I wasn't watching, but I was kept the score while I was with my brother. I saw the score early. I was like, Jesus, Rams, they're already dead. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. 17 points Stop. in the first, 14 in second, three in third, and 17 in the fourth for a total of 51 total points. Oh, my God. It's and funny. The three touchdowns that the Broncos had, one came in the third and two came in the fourth. Oh, sorry. They no. only have one. Only one. Only, only one. Sorry, only one. Sorry, my mistake. I, I saw that wrong. Only one touchdown. It was in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. bad, bad, bad game. Bad game. We're not going to look at this one anymore. Rams win no. big. All right. Um, Buccaneers, you, Cardinals. Yeah. Fuck you, Arizona. Fuck you. Yeah. God damn it. Tom Brady comes back late in overtime to force the win. 19-16. to 16. Buccaneers beat the Cardinals in overtime by three. Brady, 32 for 48. 281. What touchdown? Two picks. Trace McSorley, the starter, as Kyler Murray is out. 217. 4.8 yards. One interception. One sack. A great game from Brady, another one of those Brady late drives, like just flips the switch, turns the dial, is able to turn the plays that he needs to go his way, his way, and able to force the win. Um, yeah, Brady's still proving why he is a starter, and not just a starter, but a great quarterback in this league. Fuck you, Arizona. Fuck you, Kingsbury, for uh, one of more chaos in the NFC South. God damn it. God Buccaneers, damn it. Buccaneers needed to win games in order to stay in charge of their shit division. Uh, yeah, they get the win 19 to 16. All right. Um, Hall, Jeff Saturday. I'm sorry. Los Angeles Chargers on Monday sorry. night. Yeah. Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night football 20, Indianapolis Colts 3 in Lucas Oil. Um, Herbert 24 for 31 for 235 and one interception. Nick Foles 17 for 29, 143 and three interceptions. No. Um, Jonathan Taylor for the game, which basically ruins the Colts' offense because he's the centerpiece of that whole thing. Meanwhile, the Chargers were just going crazy. Austin Eckler was catching passes and running the ball. Keen Allen was catching passes. Mike Williams was catching passes. Joshua Palmer was catching passes. It was just all over the place. Um, and a great performance by them to really establish this dominant win, 20-3. to Colts suck ass. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of, lot of gaps. Problem. Again, Nick Foles, seven sacks. Like, that's bad. That was one of the best offensive linemen the year before. 
God damn. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it still is a decent line, but they've had injuries. And Quentin Nelson's so great, but at the same time, he can only block one, maybe two guys if he's lucky. Yeah, but he, apparently so, I, re- I saw somewhere that he dropped hard this year. Like, yeah. It is bad. Definitely. This was just a bad game, too. <laughs> Definitely not not the best game that we that we could have seen. Um, but that, yeah, that wraps up week 16. Um, so since we haven't really covered anything, I'll go ahead and just look at this real quick. Um, since we didn't really predict week 17, we only predict week 16. Um, let me see here. There we go. Um, we have our final standings on the season, only through week si- 16. Sorry about it. Um, I ended up winning 165 to 63 by one win, um, in total Mamba 164 for 71 and Masson 153 for 69. Um, what we're going to do with this, I don't know. We're probably just bragging rights. Um, (laughs) so yeah, we'll we'll, Uh, we'll see when Mamba comes back. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see what we'll do, but yeah, just to keep you guys updated on that without further ado, again, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Um, yeah, week 17. We'll go a little faster through these next two weeks, I think, um, just because we didn't cover them a ton, um, and we just kind of want to get in quick, because it's already three 3.10 Eastern for us, so we want to get these uh, wildcard predictions before the games even start. Um, Cowboys win against Titans 27-13 to 13, um, in That's Nissan Stadium. Another loss for the Titans. Dak Prescott didn't play that great, had two interceptions and two touchdowns for 282 yards i was watching this game with my brother um this is the thursday night game it was weird it was an odd odd game joshua dobbs was the starter who um, was their third string quarterback um didn't have the brock Purdy third string kind of treatment um mm-hmm. but at the same time still managed to do decent um 20 for 39 232 and one touchdown one pick only taking two sacks and still a pretty good stat line um so i don't think joshua dobbs is the quarterback of the future for them but also has looked better than Malik Willis this this year so far. So good win for the Cowboys to continue their uh, playoff push. Um, Oh boy. (laughs) Cardinals, 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 Cardinals. What are you doing? Uh, Falcons get the win at home 20 to 19. Desmond Riddler 19 for 26, 169 for passing. And the starter for the Cardinals was David Blow. Um, Really blew that game. 222, one touchdown to two sacks. Um, I don't know who was watching this game, but it had no playoff implications. Um, these two teams trying to salvage their seasons and see what some guys look like starting for next season. Um, I cannot imagine this Cardinals team really sticking together much longer. They're going downhill fast, like a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> Bears-Lions. Uh, Lions turned around from having a terrible defensive game to going insane uh they win 41 to 10 at home against the bears uh just Fields only had 75 yards of passing but at 132 yards of rushing um so that dual threat really showing there but jared goff 225 yards of passing and jamal williams 144 yards of rushing um jamal williams is him yeah jamal williams is doing great this season uh, we'll get into it a little bit later, but he also broke Barry Sanders' single-season um, rushing record for yeah. – uh, rushing touchdown record for the Lions. So, Still. great, great, great performance from him this season. Uh, Broncos Chiefs, uh, 
Broncos almost rode, but then they didn't. Uh, 24-27, the final score. Chiefs taking the win at by three at home in Arrowhead. Russell Wilson, one touchdown, one interception, 222 yards, 26 for 38. Patrick Mahomes, 29 for 42, 328 yards, three touchdowns, one pick. This game was tight until the Kansas City Chiefs pulled ahead late, getting the win by three. Um, nothing can go right for the Broncos, and that's what you need to take away from this game. <laughs> nothing. No. no, nothing. Nothing. Uh, they can't hack it, which is great. So they'll definitely going to be moving forward with that, trying to retool. But I don't know who's going to want to play with Russell Wilson after all the stuff that's been talked about in this season, which is sad. Um, the Patriots, Dolphins. Yeah. Um, two point game. England wins by two, 23 to 21. Teddy Bridgewater, the starter for Miami, only passed 19 times, completing 12 of them for 161, one touchdown, one pick he eventually went out in the game Skylar Thompson came in 104 12 for 21 one touchdown one pick as well Mac Jones 20 for 33 204 yards and two touchdowns um this was just Bill Belichick being able to take advantage of under unexperienced quarterbacks like Skylar Thompson not so much Bridgewater but definitely Thompson taking advantage get takeaways and really put the game in his favor and allow his shamble of an offense to go forward which I don't know why they had They've been talking about this since the very beginning of the season about who's going to be the OC for the Patriots, and it needs to be someone else because this so far by Patricia has looked well, awful. It's looked it is going to be someone. It's going to be it is going to be someone else. They can Joe Judge and Patricia. Yeah, it. I I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> Probably because Mac Jones mm. has been yelling at the both of them. So yeah. bad season for the Patriots. Don't know why they didn't camp Patricia earlier, but maybe they want to see how it works, and it didn't. So. Oh, check one is sloppy seconds. Oh, Jeff Saturday, my sweet summer child. Uh, New York Giants <laughs> thirty-eight, Indianapolis Colts ten. Um, this was the famous game where um, Giants rookie K on Thibodeau um, sacked the fuck out of Nick Foles. Nick, oh. Foles. Nick Foles was on the ground in visible pain, like screaming, like literally screaming in the middle of the game on the ground, writhing in pain. And K on Thibodeau is next to him doing snow angels. Black Air Force behavior, straight up Black Air Force behavior from them. Um, but hey, maybe that's the new New York Giants. Maybe that's the Dable Giants. Maybe they're the new, you know, bad boy Raiders of the league. But they get the win 38 to 10 on the back of Daniel Jones, 177 yards and two touchdowns, as well as his 91 yards of rushing. I think Dibido did not know. Like, I don't know. I guess it Bro, was just how do you, he is a foot, a literal foot, maybe two. <laughs> away from Nick Foles, who is screaming, and he's hitting uh, him with his hand as he's doing snow angels. How uh, do you not see that? I, I wasn't like, actually – I wasn't able to watch the game. I wasn't able to watch it. That's why. Um, my dad got <laughs> – I was at home for this game because I was home from Christmas through the new year, um, and he has Sunday ticket, and so he just will sit really close to the TV and watch all eight games, and I remember seeing that. In the bottom corner, I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is he doing down there? And just after the game, in a couple of press conferences, you know, Thibodeau was just like, oh, I didn't see him. I didn't even hear him. You know, I just thought I was doing snow angels. And then he goes on the sidelines as Nick Foles is getting Curly off the field. He's doing the the sleeping, like the Steph Curry uh, sleeping thing. I'm like, you're you're not escaping that. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get fined. I don't I don't think he got fined, but um, I'm surprised he. At least I haven't heard that he's gotten fined. Um, I'm surprised yeah. they didn't do anything else. Um, but, yeah, maybe it's good for the NFL to have, you know, bad guys again that aren't Richie Incognito or Fontes Perfect. So, <laughs> you know, Richie Incognito throwing toasters at people. Or was that? No, that was 
That was that. Uh, oh no, that was that. Um, that Broncos middle linebacker who had the Polish name. I can't remember. I can't remember. I think it was Polish name. Richie Cognito was something, no. something else, though. Yeah, Richie Cognito, like no. calling Miami Dolphins rookies and saying racial slurs at them and saying he's going to kill them. Yeah, yeah that's definitely CTE. Oh boy! Sorry, I had a clean time for my screen. All right. Um, I want to mention mania, not mention madness. Yeah. Uh, oh, Saints come into Lincoln Financial Field, the Link, as the native Phillians call it. They win twenty to ten against the Eagles on the back of Andy Dalton's eighteen for twenty-two and two hundred and five yards, as well as Alvin Kamara rushing for seventy-three. Gardner Minshew went eighteen for thirty-two for two forty-seven, one interception, one touchdown, six sacks. Not great for the Eagles trending in the later part of the season. Just not much to say about it, resident Eagles fan. As I said, I was driving, so I wasn't able to watch it. But how'd you not, how'd you not wreck your car? I wasn't. I said I was not. Not watching. oh, you were not driving. Oh, I thought you yeah, said you were driving. I, no, I was. When you... I was driving, but was not able to watch it. I was driving back. That's that's. Were you I listening to it? Day. I tried to, but fucking trying to get certain signals in certain areas sucked ass. Because and I had to go. You drove all the way from like Houston to Virginia, from North Carolina down to actually down to past Houston, like. About two or three hours from the border of Texas, Mexico, and then I oh, went to San no. Angelo near San Antonio. So that was about five hour drive because my brother working there and my parents was camping there. Oh, it was a long ass drive, but I survived it. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I drove yeah. my wife, my girlfriend at the time, up to New York City to hang out with my uncle to propose to her in New York City, and that was a heck of a drive from Ohio to Connecticut. That was a drive, but yeah. Anyway, what was a drive was the Saints constantly going down the field and scoring, beating the Eagles by 10. Um, again, the Eagles have, are starting to trend down as the season is ending. Not good. You don't want to do that unless you can magically flip a switch, you know, turn the dial and crank it to 100 and go into the postseason. But they will have a bye week. They'll have a week to recuperate and rest and recover and inject, you know, Ryan Johnson with 17 different types of painkillers and recovery agents to try to get him back out on the field. Um, Lane Johnson? Or Lane, yeah, sorry, Lane Johnson. Yeah, they will yeah. inject him with everything they can to get him back out there. Um, same Jordan Davis. Um, keep him healthy. And Jim And Jim Hurts. And Jason Kelsey, because he's old as dirt. Um <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh. Not a, awesome. not, not a good not a good thing this week. Yeah. Uh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Panthers Buccaneers. Holy moly, this shouldn't have been this close, but it was Tampa Bay at home winning thirty to twenty four against the Panthers. Um Sam Darnold threw for three hundred and forty one yards, three touchdowns, one pick. Um, but the issue for them was the run game was shut down. 35 yeah. yards from Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard only had 12. Again, the Vita Vea effect in full effect. Um, Tom Brady, 432 fucking yards. Um, three touchdowns, three sacks, but also went 34 for 45. Um, threw to Mike Evans 10 times for 207 yards. And Chris Godwin, nine times for 120 yards. Um, 
this Tampa Bay team, at least offensively, seems to be clicking a little bit better going in further and further into the season. They have constantly kept Julio's t- minutes down, um, and they've constantly kept Leonard Fournette's touches a little bit lower because playoff Lenny is something else. I don't know why every season Leonard Fournette decides to become the reincarnation of Earl Campbell in the playoffs, but he does. Um, but yeah, 270 yards from Mike Evans is stupid. Um, so... Uh, Again, it, it, it's Tom Brady. Carolina had a chance. They had a chance. They could have won a division if they won out. But no. Damn it. They wanted I, more chaos. Honestly, I don't want to see Carolina in the playoffs because you're looking at this now. And we'll talk about this, you know, as I said, in a little bit. But Tampa Bay plays the Cowboys, who they beat early in the season. The Cowboys choke in the playoffs. Tampa Bay turns it up in the playoffs. People are honestly at this point going, I don't know who to pick. Even though the Cowboys have a 10-win season, the Buccaneers, I think, are below 500. I don't know who to pick because (laughs) I want the Cowboys to lose, but then I'm like, fuck, I have to deal with – Eagles might have to deal with Brady. (laughs) I wouldn't be too worried about the Eagles dealing with Brady. This is one of the – one of the more – this is one of the worst Tom Brady teams I've seen. But again, it's a Tom Brady team. So at any moment, it could be Tom Brady just turns back the clock to 2008 and it's just yeah. dotting people up. Yeah. Throwing dimes. All right. Um, uh, two shitty franchises play a football game in the Capitol. Uh, Cleveland Browns 24, Washington Commanders 10. Cleveland gets the win off from the backs of Deshaun Watson's 9 for 18. 169 yards with three touchdowns and five sacks. Uh, Nick Chubb ran for 104 yards. Um, Kareem Hunt actually only got two carries for zero yards, so a weird day for him. But again, Chubb led the way. Um, the Commanders, who are usually a run-first team, did pretty well in that department. Um, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Thank you. Um, did usually do pretty well in the department, but only had 87 yards from Brian Robinson Jr., so they were really limited by that front four or five of yeah. Cleveland, really stopping that run with Miles Garrett and crew. Um, eventually Cleveland comes out with a win on the back of a really shitty Deshaun Watson performance, which I'm happy to see. I mean, Watson didn't have to do much when Carson Wentz could throw three interceptions. I don't know if there was more (laughs) shit on the field with Deshaun Watson being there or in the stands because it's FedEx field. Why not both? Yeah, probably. It was just shit. The game was shit. The stadium shit. The teams are shit. The quarterbacks are shit. Sorry about it. It was a bad game. Two teams that also colored shit brown colors. So, yeah, the shit bowl. There we go. Browns commanders from here on out in the football stooges is the shit bowl. So there you go. Um, I, I did take the Browns to the Super Bowl earlier today. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Um, it's the Houston Texans, and two good things can't happen two weeks in a row. Houston Texans, three. Jacksonville Jaguars, 31 in NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Um, Trevor Lawrence, 152 yards, 17 for 21 on a 7.2 average with one interception. Davis Mills, 22 for 40, 202 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Big day for uh, ETN Jr., 108 yards rushing on nine carries. Um, great performance there. But again, Trevor Lawrence um, only you know playing, I think, for the first three quarters. Didn't play the last. That was C.J. Berthard, I believe. Berthard. Bethard, yes, five for eight for 29 yards and one interception. Um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence coming out, putting the hammer down 
on the Houston Texans, destroying them um, 31-3. to uh, it, This is Texans football. I, Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised Doug Pearson actually ran the ball. I'm surprised about that. I mean, when you're playing the Texans, you want to see if you can do stuff, and this is a good opportunity to run True. some new plays. So, True. good win for the Jaguars. Continue their playoff push. Great game here um, from two wow. young quarterbacks. Uh, Derek Carr has been benched and left the team at this point. Um, what that means, I don't know, but that means he's not hanging out with the team. He's not practicing. He's not playing. He's not suiting up. He's not dressing. Whatever. So Derek Carr's time with Raiders is done. Where he's where he's where he's going to go? I don't know. We'll probably cover that in a future episode. Um, but yeah, San Francisco walks into Allegiant Stadium, thirty-seven to thirty-four, the final score, beating up on the Raiders on the back of Brock Purdy's twenty-two for thirty-five, two hundred eighty-four yards, a one-point-eight average, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, Jarrett Stidham. The quarterback for the Raiders, making one of his first starts, um, 23 for 34, 365 yards, a 10.7 average, three touchdowns, two picks. Um, Chris McCaffrey ran for 121 yards, which really set up well. If you were to tell me in this game that Chris McCaffrey would outrun Josh Jacobs, I said you're crazy. But here we are, 121 yards for Chris McCaffrey, 69 for Josh Jacobs. Also 100 yards, 101 yards receiving for Brandon Ayuk, who has been a great accessory for the 49ers, especially with um, Debo Samuel being out. Devontae Adams, 153 yards receiving. Um, he's been a diamond in the rough for the, Va- the Raiders. If he wasn't there, I don't think the Raiders would be any good. And I think they'd be... They might even be 0-16 or 0-17. Maybe. Yeah. But, but San Fran, next man up, getting people in, coming in, and playing well. Yeah. And, I mean, and they're not overusing well even though christian mccaffrey had 19 carries and still had six receptions i won't say he's being overused right this game also went to overtime it. too like three-point game yeah. in overtime, and brock purdy's leading that team like this guy has so much poise for yeah, a I've, rookie quarterback I've, at iowa state and he wasn't bad at Iowa State. He was no, you know, no, 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 not at all. But it's also like a lower level Big Twelve school. You're not going to get much right. recognition. It's not like you're playing at Tennessee yeah. or Alabama or Michigan or Ohio State or Michigan State. Yeah. You know, there's not uh, there's uh, not a big uh, eye yeah. on Iowa yeah. State. Give credit, Brock Purdy. I give a lot of credit to coaching staff too. Oh yeah, and he's got a lot. I mean, if if Brock Purdy was starting for the Falcons, he wouldn't be doing the same as he is now. True. He has. Weapons with a capital W E A P O N S. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it fits. Yeah, great win for them, thirty-seven to thirty-four. Next up, um, Jets, 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 suck, suck, suck. Um, twenty-three to six, the final score. Seattle Seahawks win big against the Jets at home. Mike White back after getting sawed in half by Matt Milano. 23 for 46 for 240. Again, great numbers from this kid, even if he, before the two interceptions. But Geno Smith outplaying him team-wise. 18 for 29, 183, two touchdowns, four sacks. And Kenneth Walker III trying to make some ground on an offensive rookie of the year. 133 yards of rushing. Um, again, Jets are a one, one-sided team. They can only pass the ball. Even if they have Mike White, who can put up great numbers, their defense can't always stop some of these better plays from Pete Carroll's offense that's being run through Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker, which have been, they've been doing great. Um, That Jets offense is struggling to really score well, especially against this Seahawks defense who specializes in the pass. 
So I I bet you if the Jets had Brees Hall back, this would be a close, if not a Jets win. Yeah, I'll tell you being closer. Yeah, because the Seahawks' biggest issue is, you know, stopping the run. Yeah, and Gino, yeah, who's big win for Seattle, trying to make it a playoffs. Who expected Geno Smith and Seahawks to yeah. go into the playoffs? Yeah, Geno Smith has locked up that improved, most improved player of the year. Yeah. If you're if you're going to bet on something right now. Comeback. Comeback player of the year right there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Most improved comeback, no. yeah. Yeah, same same thing. Yeah, he's locked that. That's a lock. Take that to the bank. Put that in sports books or whatever. I don't care. But, yeah. <laughs> Seahawks get the win. Uh, all right. This was weird. Um, my wife is a huge Packers fan, and she wanted to leave the room because she thought she was going to get very mad at the Packers the whole time. And it was funny. We would hear her watching the game on her iPad in the basement, being like, "What the <laughs> hell is going on? We're winning!" Like, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't understand it either. <laughs> Forty-one to seventeen, the final score for Green Bay against the Vikings at home. Rodgers only passed for 159 yards and one touchdown. Kirk Cousins passed for 205 yards, one touchdown, and three picks. Um, but Aaron Jones ran for 111 yards, and uh, Justin Jefferson, one reception for 15 yards, and he had five targets. There was some master-level defense at work here, stopping Justin Jefferson. Um, this Minnesota Vikings team has a lot of issues that could be very much so, ex- you know, uh, expanded upon exploited. and exploited coming into the playoffs. And this was an exploitation right here. 41 to 17, Green Bay. Holy. Yeah. They're the most fraud out of the NFC, NFC teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, like compared to their record. If you compare it to their record, like. But yeah, they don't look 12 and 4. Fraud. They no. don't look 12 and 4 at all. But not at all. Hey, don't know what happens until playoffs start. Anything can happen, but in this game, 41 to 17, the final score, Green Bay yeah. killing the Vikings. Yeah. Um okay, Rams, Chargers. 31 to 10, the final score, Rams beating up on their LA um stadium sharing uh Los Angeles Rams. Uh Mayfield didn't do that great eleven for 19, 132, no interceptions, no sacks. Cam Akers also ran for 123 yards, which is the best game he's had all season. Um yeah. Justin Herbert, 212 yards, two touchdowns. Austin Eckler, 122 and 10 carries for two touchdowns. Mike Williams also had 94 yards receiving. Great game for the Chargers. They're really clicking late. Their offense is looking better and better, and their defense is able to make more key stops when needed. So the Chargers looking like they're trending upward going into the playoffs, which is where you want to be. Also, getting into double-digit wins on the season, another great opportunity for them. Watson looks good until the week eighteen of Brandon yeah, Staley. We'll, no. we'll, 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 we'll get to we'll get to week eighteen when we get there because that that was bad. That was B A D D D bad bad bad. Great. I never am happy for the Steelers to win, but in this situation, <laughs> I was. Pittsburgh Steelers again keeping the Mike Tomlin dream of never having a losing season alive. I feel like if Mike Tomlin gets a losing season, he's retires just then and there. That's just what happens. It just boom, 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 done. Um, I mean, Steelers don't fire coaches; they just let his contract run out. Pretty much, <laughs> Bengals have been Bengals were the same way. We had Marvin Lewis for like my entire life at one point. Oh. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers sixteen, Baltimore Ravens thirteen. 
in Baltimore. Kenny Pickett, 15 for 27, 168, and one touchdown. Tyler Huntley, uh, 14 for 21, 130, one touchdown, one pick. Um, it was Najee Harris on the ground that led the way, 111 yards and 22 carries. A great performance there in the run game on Najee Harris, who's been iffy this season, back and forth. Um, Mark Angelos had 100 yards receiving. <laughs> he was their highest receiver. The next closest guy was – there's no receivers in Baltimore. No, Isaiah likely 12 yards, next highest. Mark Andrews 100. <laughs> it's such a disparity. That's an 88-yard disparity between the number one and number two receiver in a game. That's insane. Also, also uh, there was a problem with the Baltimore Ravens. They had a ten point. They have a two over two digit. Or they had a two digit lead over the Steelers in the fourth quarter. That was a problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know how many losses they have when they had a two digit lead in the fourth no. quarter. Uh, this is their fourth one this year. Oh, yeah, fourth or fifth. My. Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Ravens. Ravens are probably the. Trending into the playoffs, I think the Ravens are the furthest like downgrade. They are in the limping AFC? in the whole league. Is Miami. any team getting into the playoffs going worse than uh, okay Miami? Miami. Uh, that that's the only thing I could think of was Miami. Well, Miami has receivers, but no Tua. Tua is not playing. I mean, do they it's have Skylar Teddy Thompson? Nope. Oh, Skylar, Skylar Thompson. Thompson. Oh, they're probably on par. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay. so, yeah Steelers, yeah Steelers take the win they're sitting at eight and eight and that week 17 game or sorry yeah week 17 game eight and eight uh doing good against the Ravens who only scored 13 against them uh okay and then Bill's Bengals um was watching that game Bengals were up I believe 10 to three seven, three. yeah seven three yes and then um, Demar Hamlin went down with an injury. Thankfully, now we're far enough ahead from this that he's okay. He collapsed on the field. Was um, technically, if you will, dead. And I use air quotes in that by saying um, he had no pulse. He was not breathing on his own. He had to be resuscitated there at the game. They took him to the Cincinnati local hospital. The NFL postponed, then canceled the game. The only reason they wanted to continue it is because it was an important game. If the Bengals would have won that game, they would be the two seed. Um, um, how things have shaped up now, um, if they would have won that game and the Chiefs would have lost a game, they would have been the one seed. So um, there were some issues with that. Also, then the NFL talked about like, oh, that game wasn't played, so now we must have neutral sites in case there's certain things. And there's still that's going to happen. Um, there's still like uh, issues with neutral sites possibly showing up um, coming into the AFC championship and stuff like that. So... I think it's, out of that situation, that's actually the like. I think that's actually one of the smartest things the NFL did. Like, the players did not want to play after all that because oh, he, yeah, it no. was they were they were giving CPR for like at least seven minutes. Yeah. So who would play with that? Like nobody. Yeah, I'm definitely not happy with like the neutral site. I get it. Honestly, the NFL has enough money. Play the first half of the game in one team's arena, fly to the other one and play the, the other team's arena. You've got enough money, NFL. Come on. That's <laughs> kind of the most random shit, but no. Uh, but out of all the situation, at least Tamar Hamlin, when Tamar Hamlin has all of his, like, he's able to move everything. He's uh, looks like he's able to actually live a normal life, too. So that's a great sign. Yeah. 
So uh, I guess we go into week 18. Yeah, that's a <laughs> should we go sad way to mainly, end. Yeah. Should we go into like the main, the main stuff that really affected? Yeah. We'll talk about stuff that really affected the playoff push um, and we'll gloss over some other things. Um, so we'll definitely talk about. Um, Signed Jaguars. Uh, yeah. So um, we'll, real quick, Saturday games, Chiefs got the win. There solidified the one seed. Um, they got it big over the Raiders. Then next was the Titans Jaguars, which was the literal battle for the AFC, and we have some videos for that. Um, oh, you actually got Oh shit, bro, we got the Titans. I ain't oh, seen the yeah. Titans this week. It's just the ones Aaron fought. Oh shit, we got to catch. Bro, what the? Ain't gonna lie, that's a bit outlandish. That's a forward. That was called a forward pass. The Titans. <laughs> Titans just. Yeah. Buying for everything. No, oh man. shit, bro. We got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry run like Optimus Prime if he smoke black him out. Hey yo, my brother in Christ! Just do that, man! Do that, man. I that love suck. that is Trap House Sports on TikTok. Um real fun page. Uh but yes, Jacksonville getting the win 20 to 16 against the Tennessee Titans. Uh late in that game, pulling away in the fourth quarter, scoring 10 to this. Titans zero. Uh, Joshua Dobbs, 20 for 29, one touchdown, one interception, four sacks. Trevor Lawrence, one touchdown, one sack. Um, not a big rushing day for the for Jacksonville, but for the Titans, that's all they had. It was just Derrick Henry, 109 rushing yards on 30 carries. Not enough to get it done. Jacksonville pulls ahead and secures the AFC South championship um, in a crazy AFC South season that sees the winner at mm-hmm. nine and eight. Yeah, Titans suck. Uh, Jacksonville. That is the worst. That, this is the worst division of football. Uh, and it's uh, no, it's worse. Houston, Indianapolis, in one division. You kidding me? Uh oh, uh oh, you're. Oh no. What? Hold on. Did you I did? You just cut out or? Oh no. You're still here. Oh, no. Can you hear me? Hold on. <laughs> we have some technical difficulties at the. Uh... Okay, sorry about that. We had a bit of internet issues, but we are back uh, again. The world doesn't. The, the world doesn't want the football stages to continue, but we'll we we will ignore. <laughs> we will ignore that fact. But as we were saying, Jacksonville gets the win 20 to 16, securing the worst division of football's championship, AFC South. Um, they're going into the playoffs and have a chance to pro- progress. We'll look at that. But um, it definitely was a slug for them the entire season. And as for Tennessee fans, this is rough. You guys have lost, I believe, seven straight games. If I look at the Titans' schedule. Oh, yeah. They lost yeah. about seven straight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven straight to end the season. They had only lost three games to start, and boom, seven straight L's. It's awful, 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 awful. All right, but yeah, Jacksonville gets the win 20-16 over the Titans, securing their spot in the playoff. Next up, uh, Falcons beat the Buccaneers. Buccaneers didn't need to win this game, and they kind of rest yeah. their players, um, kind of just a, you know, a throwaway game for them. Um Next up, the Patriots needed to win to beat the Bills to get in. They did not. Bills win 35-23. to Bills advancing into the playoffs into that uh, second seed. Um, Josh Josh Allen, 19 for 31, 245, 8.2 yards of average, three touchdowns, one interception, two sacks. Mac Jones, 26 for 40, 243, 6.1 average, three touchdowns, 
three interceptions. Not a great day to throw three picks in a win or bust game. And <laughs> they busted. <laughs> hey, the Bills fucking played <laughs> two kickoff return touchdowns. Yeah. Sealed a deal. Yeah. Right after DeMar Hamlin um, was yep. recovering. Um, and basically kind of took New England out of the playoffs, so that's hilarious. Yeah. Everybody so, in the world is happy. Yeah, New England is out. Um, Vikings beat the Bears 29-13. to 13. Um, mm. The biggest thing here is that since the Bears lost, and if we skip down two games to the Texans, <laughs> Texans won 32-31 on the last play. The Bears now have the first pick in the draft. So Mamba's happy about that. And Lovey Smith is him. out from Texas. Yeah, yep. Lovey Smith is not the head Texans head coach anymore. But he said, fuck you, Texas. Not only you had the first pick. <laughs> yep. So uh, Texans beat the Colts. Uh, now the Bears had the first pick in the draft. And the Vikings won the game. So they are still sitting pretty at their spot in the playoffs. Um, Bengals-Ravens, which is this game, is going to just be repeated. Same place, everything. Um, next week for the playoffs, Bengals won 27 to 16. Uh, Anthony Brown was the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. He went 19 for 44 for 286 yards and a 6.5 average, uh, taking four sacks and throwing two picks. Um, Joe Burrow kind of didn't play that insane, but they didn't really need him to. 24 for 40, 25 for 42, 215, one touchdown, two sacks. Um, wasn't a great game from really anybody. It was a very just normal run of the bill. Let's just get the win and move on kind of game for the Bengals. They win their first ever AFC North back-to-back championship in franchise history, which is great for them. Um, but both teams, both Cincinnati and Baltimore, will advance in the playoffs and play each other coming up in this wildcard round tomorrow night. Um, it looks like Baltimore will be without Lamar Jackson. But again, as we said, we will get into that. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. We have another trap house sports video for this. Oh one. shit, bro! Oh no, that's not one. Lays Campbell look like he wake up every day and punch his refrigerator to get his day started. Bengals O-line getting ready to give up 97,000 quarterback pressures in the first half. Speaking of, look how the game started off. Joe Shiesty running for his goddamn life. He looked like he was out there playing the floor is lava. He was running for his life like that was his first time seeing black people. I had to fucking Ginyu force in my face the immediate second I snapped the ball I would have been running too. Imagine saying hike and immediately the fucking Nikoski is trying to get you. Oh shit bro, the Ravens got the ball. Well I be damn he throws it downfield. Was that a punt? Punting on first down, kind of wicked. Never seen Look that before. Jesse Bates he did 97 so moves in a matter of five yards. He ain't going nowhere. We find out what? Joe Shice do more elusive than you. Joe Shifty. Yo, what's up with the Bengals and all this outlandish behavior, bro? Y'all the most disrespectful team in the league. What is this? Get up! I know damn well that ain't Joe Mixon with the ball. Oh, well, I be damn. What is he finna do? Is that a coin? He was out there playing with a quarter in your pocket? Hey, yo, Joe Mixon, what's wrong with you, man? Why do you act like this? Well, I be damn. The Ravens got the ball again. Oh, well, I be damn. Now the Bengals got it. Oh, what the fuck? Here we go with this shit again. Get up. Why y'all laying down? This the most outlandish team in the NFL. Killers might be the most aggressive. The Browns might be the most hood. But the Bengals the most outlandish. This catch by Jay Chizzy was outlandish. This goddamn celebration is outlandish. What is that? He ain't even gritty after. He just like faked a hamstring and then stopped. Joe Burrow the only serious motherfucker on this whole team. Well, I be damned. The Ravens got the ball. They get him for a touchdown. But it's the Ravens we're talking about. And two good things cannot happen in a row. In the next <laughs> possession, they absolutely shit the bucket. Turn it over in the end zone. These two a Bengals touchdown. And that right there was murder she wrote. That right there was the end of the game. What I mean when I say y'all the most outlandish, Eli Apple, why you doing this? Nobody told me you look like Overton from Living Single. Eli Apple gonna get fined so much, he gonna have to make a GoFundMe. He gonna have to play in the USFL just to pay bills. He gonna get Oh, man. <laughs> Again, Trap House Sports is amazing on TikTok. Absolutely great this account. Stupid. 
okay. the Bengals, yeah, uh, Joe Mixon was actually fined for that coin flip uh, that he did because okay. he he put yeah, a coin good. he put a coin in his glove. It was a it was a bet from Ocho Cinco uh... on Twitter. He put a coin in his glove, was playing the whole game, ran for a touchdown, took the coin out, flipped it, and you know like the as the uh, the stereotypical plan was is that if the Bengals were to lose the Ravens, there would be a coin flip to see where the game would be yeah. played, either in Baltimore or in um, Cincinnati. So the Bengals said, we're not dealing with any of that. Ocho Cinco tweeted at the Bengals, said, if any of y'all love me, put, do a coin flip as a celebration dance on a touchdown, and I will pay back any fine you get. And that happened. Joe Mixon is now going to get fined for it. He's appealing it and tweeted at Roger Goodell saying, we'll do a coin flip. If it's heads, I'll pay the fine. If it's tails, you got to pay that same money to the Boys and Girls Club of Cincinnati. And I, I am loving this defiance from the Bengals. Okay, the NFL has hilarious. shit on the Bengals the entirety. It's a small market team. The NFL doesn't care. They don't make enough money. So the NFL has shit on this team this entire season. So now we're, we're putting some middle fingers back up theirs. And we're saying you need to respect us. You need to fuck off and treat us like you would treat the Chiefs or the Giants or the Los Angeles fucking teams that you'd like stroke off every game and give them thousands of hours of media coverage because I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of watching these teams that nobody cares about in California, maybe besides the Niners, and they're getting primetime coverage when they suck. They just suck. It's all This is a Wendy's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dolphins. Dolphins get into the playoffs after they limped into the playoffs. Limp, limped. They they scored no touchdowns in this game. The final score six to eleven. Dolphins winning on a final. I'm not even looking at this. Dolphins get in the playoffs. They won in the game where they didn't score any touchdowns. Moving on. I they're and limping. Screwed over the page. Screwed over the Steelers. Yeah. They're limping uh, into the playoffs. Uh, Panthers still- Saints. Panthers get the win in a, in a late game of the season, 10-7. to um, No playoff implications there. Steelers um, win 28-14, getting a 9-8 record, so they don't have a losing season. So that's the biggest notion from that. Broncos Chargers. Broncos get the win. However, um, the Chargers lost the game, but also were playing the starters and ended up getting Mike Williams hurt, and he will not oh play in the God. first round of the playoffs. He has been their best receiver this season. He was playing in this game. The Chargers didn't need to win. They didn't need to play in their starters. They played the starters and they got hurt. A dumb ass decision. This could cost Brandon them their first needs, round. And Brandon Stanley needs to be fired after that. Like, even if he made it to the playoffs, fire him right now. Fucking stupid ass. Um, this was the Eagles uh, win and get the first place or lose and don't, and they won. They won twenty two to sixteen against the Giants. Um Jalen Hurts was back in this game and played well. 229 yards, one interception, 20 for 35. Um, he did well here. Also, holy shit, the Eagles actually ran. The Miles yeah. Sanders, I think someone else actually had decent yardage. Not a lot, but like they actually, well, it wasn't Miles Sanders, but Boston Well, yeah, Scott. 13 yards for Jalen Hurts, 33 for Miles Sanders, 35 for Kenneth Gainwell, and 54 for Boston Scott. So they spread it around pretty well. Um, but they really stopped the Giants well. Um, again, um, Daniel Jones was not playing. They were resting their guys because if they lose, they're in. If they win, they're in. They didn't really care about trying to do everything to beat the Eagles and get them out of the first seat. It didn't really matter to them. They were just wanting to get in the playoffs, so they rested a lot of their guys. So not a key game, eh, but like the Ravens or the uh, Eagles still won. They still got the first seed, so they're doing well. Uh, 49ers um, just wanted to try to get the first seed. The Eagles won, so it didn't really matter. They won 30-13 to against the oh-so-bad Cardinals. Um... The Seahawks won against the Rams in 
overtime. This game decided what was going to happen in the late game. The whole way the NFC last seed played out was if there were three teams, the Packers were at the top, they win, they're in. The Lions were next up. If they won and Seattle lost, they were in. Or uh, sorry, Seahawks were next. So if Seattle won yeah. and the Green Bay lost, they were in. And at the bottom seed was the Lions. If the Lions won and Seattle lost, they would be in. So in this game, the Seattle needed to win, and they did that in overtime, winning 19-16 to on the back of Geno Smith's 213, one touchdown, two picks, and three sacks. Kenneth Walker III, again, doing great, running for 114 yards. Um, a great performance by the Seahawks in a key game where they needed to get it done, and they did. Also, Cam Akers running for 140 yards. I don't know why he decided to show up in the last three weeks of the season, but here we are. Um, too little, too late, buddy. Um <laughs> But yeah, Seahawk, the Seahawks kept the dream alive, and I believe it's with this next game, or soon to be next game. Um, basically oh, the Cowboys. Game. Yeah, if Cowboys won, Eagles lost, they get number one and division. Right, and the Cowboys just didn't show up. They lost six to Ah, fuck you, Cowboys! Yeah, trending, again, trending down. The Cowboys definitely are in a bit of a trend down after that game. Not scoring any touchdowns against the Commanders team is rough, but again, they didn't need to win after the... Uh, Eagles won, so, eh. But this game was big. Packers win the end. Lions, if they win, then they are uh, in if the Seahawks lost, but they won, so that would put the Seahawks in now. Lions ended up winning 20-16 to in Lambeau at night. Um, this was a stunning game. At the end of the game, the Packers were pretty demoralized. Aaron Rodgers walking off the field, um, arm over Randall Cobb. Um, some people expecting that was his last game in Lambeau or in general. Um, he was asked yeah. to have a jersey switch with Jamal Williams at the end of the game. Roger said, I need to hold on to this one. People are taking that all sorts of directions now. There's a lot of speculation. It was a good performance by Rodgers. 205 yards, one touchdown, one pick, two sacks. Jared Goff had 224 yards, 6.6 6 average, no touchdowns, no picks, um, and one sack. Um, passing was really just Christian Watson in his best yeah. game of the year, 104 yards, five receptions but not enough to stop the Lions winning by four. MCDC, the cojones on that one play to get like eight yards for almost the first down. Yeah. But damn. This is one of the best Detroit teams, just like record-wise in a while. Yeah. Like, they have is. like – they actually starting to get some talent on offense. They fix, they fix their defense. By firing that coach actually helped. Detroit could actually do something next year. Yeah, they need maybe. to get a couple more pieces. Um, maybe a quarterback. People are thinking yeah. that they do something. They maybe try to go and get Lamar if he's available. They try to go and get Derek Carr if he's available. They try to go and maybe draft a quarterback. Try to trade up and draft a quarterback. Um, but they have a coach now. They actually have a decent coach. <laughs> yeah, and their O-line look good. They have a good running back. They have some mm. good receivers. Maybe throw another receiver in there. I don't know why they traded away TJ Hawkinson. That trade still fucking baffles me they had a great tight end and they traded away to vikings a conference a divisional rival at that but they have a lot of pieces moving forward they'll do great things the other hand green bay depends on who stays if rogers stays which he met with the team a couple different times i don't know if they would have talked about hey i'm leaving prepare or hey let's get these weapons and let's retool i don't know he didn't look great at the end of that game his hand was broken his thumb was just gone um so i don't know if he's gonna want to stay if he's gonna keep playing i don't know Nobody knows, but this is a great ending for Detroit. Even if, even if they didn't make it playoffs, this was still something for them. Yeah. 
Um, and that was the final game of the regular season. There we go. Wild card. <laughs> yep. Let's look at this wild card first. Let me go ahead and look at the playoff. Is there a playoff bracket I can see? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, well. I, I We should all know, though, in general. All right, I got it. Okay, image in new tab. There we go. All right. 2022-23 playoff bracket. Um, I think this is what we'll use for our predictions, honestly. I like this a little bit better because you're able to visualize it. Um, so if you aren't aware, the way it works is that there's a buy for the first two teams, um, and then every other team plays a wildcard team. The team that is the lowest seed remaining out of the wildcard week will play the number one seed. That leaves two teams to play in the bottom seed, as you can see right here. Um, so... For the AFC, number one seed is the Chiefs. The number two seed Bills will be playing the number seven seed um, Dolphins. Number three seed Bengals will play the number six seed Ravens. And the number four seed Jaguars they will be playing the number five seed Chargers. In the NFC, the number one seed Eagles get a bye. The number two seed Niners play the number seven seed uh, uh, blah, Seahawks, the number three seed Gi or, uh, Vikings play the number six seed Giants, the number four seed Buccaneers play the number five seed Cowboys. Um, we're going to do our whole playoff prediction. We're going to predict how it goes step by step. Um, we'll predict each game. I don't know if we'll really keep track of these, but this is just kind of what we think is going to happen and go forward um, from this point on. Um, starting out with, we'll go from AFC to NFC. AFC, number two seed, Bills, number seven seed, uh, Dolphins. I think we're both on the same page here. I'm taking the Bills by quite a bit. There's no two of them. Yep. There's no... Um, uh, oh, Miami uh, defense. Miami, does Miami no defense. defense. And there's no Teddy Bridgewater either. So it's Skylar Thompson versus the Bills, which is... Yeah. As, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you I'm, on that one. Bills by like 14, I'm thinking. Um, it's not going to be great uh, for the Dolphins. Um, Bengals, Ravens. Um, the talk right now is that Lamar Jackson will not play. That's almost 90% sure by now. He has texted multiple times that he's a P or, um, tweeted multiple times, sorry, that he has a PCL strain issues there. Um, so it's looking like he will not play, which will leave it up to one of his backups, which both have looked really bad thus far. The Bengals already beat up on them already. So that would mean... Um, it's a full Bengals roster minus, I think, Alex Kappa's now out with a leg injury um, against the Ravens, who are limping in the playoffs. So um, I'm taking, even if you call me a homer all you want, I'm taking the Bengals in this Oh, one. no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on the Bengals. Like, good God, I think Ravens going to get destroyed this game. Yeah. Um, next up, Jaguars and Chargers. This one's a That one's one. interesting. Jaguars have no defense, but their offenses look better and better. And the Chargers have a good offense and a decent defense, but they also are now without Mike Williams, who just got hurt. And there's a lot of things going on with this. It's in Duval, Jacksonville. So uh, I, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. Um, and honestly, my gut's telling me Jacksonville. I think it'll be a Jacksonville 
Kansas City divisional playoff starting the next round. I'm going to take Jacksonville by three in a close one, possibly even OT. I'm thinking Jacksonville by seven because Brandon Staley is going to be dumb. Mm. And like, no Mike Williams, like, he needs to be fired now. Jacksonville, you deserve this. You actually do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, to NFC. Yep, yeah, we'll go to NFC. Uh, starting out, number two seed, San Francisco 49ers versus the number seven seed, CLC Hawks. Oh, it's been a great ride for the Seahawks, dude, but the San Francisco 49ers are so, so deadly. I don't think it will be that close of a game. I think the, the Niners are going to do great here. I could go with the Niners, too. Even if Brock Purdy's a rookie, it's like the last pick in the draft, that defense is still too much. They have a lot of weapons. And Seattle, you had a great run, but I think this is going to be your last stop. Yeah. Hey, at least they saw the number uh, the fifth pick because the Broncos. Yeah, they do. They do yeah. indeed. Um, next up is the number three seed Vikings versus the number six seed Giants. Um, I'm expecting an upset here. I'm taking the Giants in a close one. I don't. I think the Vikings are frauds. I think that the Giants will perform to the best of their ability and be able to kick the Vikings out of the playoffs and force them into an early exit. I gotta agree with you. We're starting to agree on like a lot of these, like yeah, <laughs> Giants, like. Vikings has been very, very fraudulent right now. Like, if they pull it out, holy shit, uh, they'll be happy of, hey, Giants are out. But I don't see that happening. Next up, this is a tough one. Number four seed, nine or eight and nine. Tampa Buccaneers was the number five seed. Dallas Cowboys. This is a tough one. They played early in the season. Again, the two teams were a little different back then, but the Cowboys lost big to the Buccaneers. Um, and this is also the playoff Buccaneers. I'm expecting another upset, which is honestly what a four seed beating a five seed is never usually an upset, but in this case, it seems like it is. I'm expecting the Buccaneers to win big against the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's going to choke again. So is Dak Prescott. Ezekiel Elliott's on his last leg. That defense can't do nothing. Trayvon Diggs can't guard anyone. I'm expecting the Buccaneers to win big here and to send all the Cowboys fans home reeling once again out of playoff wildcard weekend. I hate picking one of these two right now. Fuck me. But I have to say, fuck the Cowboys. Tampa Bay's winning. They're going to pull something out of their ass. And guess what? Oh, no. If, if I had the Giants winning, Eagles have to face against the Giants. Fuck! I'm screwing the Mary White. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for the AFC, by our predictions, that would mean that it would be a Chiefs, Jaguars, and then Bengals, Bills. Um, let's start with the Chiefs, Jaguars. I think the Chiefs are winning that. Jaguars have no defense. You cannot play the Chiefs defense. Chiefs offense without defense. <laughs> so uh, that yeah. is going to be a huge win for the Chiefs going into the AFC Championship. Um, yeah, and also, also Andy Reid, after a bye week, he's basically undefeated. He's facing yeah. against Doug Peterson again, who he beat already a couple times. So, Chiefs. Uh, next up is um, it will be the Bengals and the Bills. Um, I think the Bengals will win that one. Even though it'll be in the Bills territory, Bengals were beating the Bills before the DeMar Hamlin injury, and they were looking well. They've looked good this season so far. I think we'll have a rematch at the AFC Championship. It's going to have to be different just because I, I actually think it's a 50-50. got to go with Bills. I'm going to go with Bills for this one. So Bills beating the Bengals, and it's going to be a rematch between Bills Chiefs. Bills Chiefs, okay. Uh, for the NFC, we would have 
the Eagles and Giants playing each other, and then the um, 49ers and um, Buccaneers. Um, so Eagles, Giants, I'm taking the Eagles in that one. I know the Giants are pretty good on paper against the Eagles, but still the Eagles have too much experience and too many key players to lose to the Giants there. Eagles. I had to go with the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Um, next then would be the Buccaneers and the 49ers. I, I like Tom Brady, but I don't think that, that, that defense is stopping Brock Purdy and all the weapons. I'm taking the 49ers in that one. Didn't Brock Purdy beat Tom Brady early in the season? That's what I said, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. take San Fran again. Yep. <laughs> so that would mean the, the championships, AFC, Chiefs, Bengals, NFC would be the Eagles, 49ers. Um, AFC, um, Chiefs only got worse, Bengals only got better. Everything about the Chiefs roster downgraded from last year. Everything about the Bengals roster upgraded from last year. Bengals are going to win. Close one, but again, I think the Bengals would advance to the second straight Super Bowl. I was the only one that was uh, – I only had this one. That's different. Right, you, you had, had Bills, Chiefs. Chiefs. Bills. Bills beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Okay. I think they'll beat them again, so they go in. And then we have Eagles, Niners. I'm sorry. That Eagles defense cannot stop all these Niners weapons. I'm taking the, the Niners in a close one. I'm calling Bengals, Niners, Super Bowl. Bills, Eagles, Super Bowl. Like I want the Eagles to win. This is what this is just me being like. I want the Eagles, <laughs> Eagles to win. Yeah. I, 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 I am scared of San Fran. San, like I think San Fran is actually the best matchup against the Eagles, but I want the Eagles to win. So Bills, Eagles. Okay. And then for me, for my Super Bowl, which was Bengals Forty ers um, I'm gonna take the Bengals in that by seven. I think it's going to be a close game, but it's going to be revenge for Kenny Anderson and Boomer Sice in the two years they went to the Super Bowl as the Bengals. They lost both times to the San Francisco 49ers. It is revenge. It's going to be revenge that's best served cold, and we're going to kick him in the mouth. Bengals win the Super Bowl, come home. 2022-2023 NFL champions. Right there. Eagles, the Eagles bills for me. Fourth quarter, Nick Foles comes in with the glass breaking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, no. Um, I'm going to say Eagles. Uh, I'm going to go state Eagles. I just want the Eagles to win. I want another one. I want people to be like, oh, it's a. This is going to be a fun playoff. We have some good wildcard games. We have some shit wildcard games, but like, Mm. like, I would say the Dolphins' Bills is the shittiest. Bengals, Ravens is the next shittiest, but then like the ones that are close that you could go either way, Jacksonville and Los Angeles could be close. Um, the Giants, Vikings could be really close. Mm-hmm. So could be the the Tampa Bay, Dallas, and then honestly, Geno could surprise us and we could see a close San Francisco Seattle game. Those could be really close. Um, yeah. So I'm glad Wildcard Weekend isn't just a wash. Sure, there's a couple games that look like a wash, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, yep. So no team can be taken for granted. Um, just as no player can be taken for granted or no cast member can be taken for granted. Uh, we miss you, Mamba. Get on the mend. But that has been probably the longest episode of Football Stooges, or at least the most all-encompassing um, <laughs> We got to get off the air because playoffs start soon. Hopefully, we'll be able to edit this and get you to out you get it to you soon. 
But thank you so much for joining in, listening, and watching wherever you are. Make sure to leave a like and leave a comment so we can answer them the best we can. Sorry we couldn't get to them this week. We're a bit overflooded with the amount of stuff we had to cover, but we're back on a weekly schedule upcoming. We're going to continue to go, and I have some plans for the offseason, so don't worry about us taking a long break for the offseason. So we'll be doing some things through there. But for myself and for Matheson, thank you for tuning in. Listen to us ramble about the NFL for a solid couple hours. Enjoy this wildcard weekend and have a great time watching some football. Run the damn ball. Good night.